big star like your boy Kujo to come on the aftermath. What's going on, man? Yeah, man, you caught me in between things. You caught, you caught me in between all my going goings on. I had a feeling that this one was going to get you because we're talking to an executive chef, David Martins. You the snack king, so you couldn't miss an executive chef, could you? Yeah, food. I like I like food, and yeah, we're going. I like I like talking food. Well, let's bring in David and let's talk about food then. And more stuff. He's probably more than just food. But yeah, he's, I'm sure he has other things that's interesting about him. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to, you know, dive right in, you know, get to know you, your story, your, your journey and everything. So um, with you, let's, I guess, let's start at the beginning with you. So you were born and raised in Portugal. Mm-hmm. So what started your love for culinary art and how did that lead to you coming to the U.S.? Well, I always say since my mom, she's a horrible cook, someone had to save the family because it was just bad. <laughs> day after day after day um i didn't have that romantic story that a lot of chefs do or people that you know in the hospitality world they do you know the grandma used to cook and the grandfather used to cook i never had that really growing up was just very simple food you know we're pretty humble family so there was not a lot of money so my mom did all the cooking and i remember i used to watch i always like to eat but not necessarily to cook but i started watching two shows one is called the two fat ladies on bbc uh, in the 90s and it was very like hands-on nobody washed hands you know it's perfect for COVID time but yeah and <laughs> the other one was called ready steady cook which was like normal people not chefs they'll go there and they'll spend like imagine ten dollars and they can bring just four or five ingredients and the chefs there in 20 minutes on the spot they'll make like five dishes out of it so there was something about that aspect that i thought was cool and i just started to read a little bit more and you know, and then everything just then when happened, everything just happened very fast. The thing in Portugal is that you got to decide when you go to 10th grade, what do you want to be, which is a little tricky in the US. You guys have everything all the way into, until college in Portugal. That doesn't happen. So imagine if you want to be a doctor. I mean, I, I don't know. At the age of 16, a lot of kids know what they want to do. But imagine <laughs> if you want to be a doctor, you, for instance, stop having history on 10th grade. So there's a weird thing like that. So I sort of had to decide what I wanted to do, but, you know, um, so, but yeah. That actually uh, makes more sense to me. It's a big debate. You know, I've been in the U.S. now for 10 years, and I, start, I try to analyze it's good, it's not good, I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's basically how it started. And then, you know, when I was 17, I applied and to culinary school, and I did five years of culinary. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's not a very interesting story. No, oh, that's, that's, that's definitely interesting. So my, my question is... Um, you get you you gained a love for culinary arts through those shows or those shows kind of introduced you to it um what was your first experience kind of hands-on yourself or was it was it culinary arts or did you try to do something at home do you no. do you remember your first attempt at making something yeah it was the whole family was there and i made i still remember i made like a chickpea puree with like like a rack of lamb it was very disgusting Oh, okay. And everybody and everybody was really polite. Everybody was like, oh, my God. You know, when people, you know, people yeah. are lying, people that you know very well. Yeah. And I remember looking at that. And but I was I mean, I was already 16, 17. Uh, gotcha. And I was like, nah, that's 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 a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of way he nonchalantly said, like, you know, most people's first meal is like, you know, they made like spaghetti or something. He's like, oh, Bro, you know, I, rack I was, of lamb. I was legit. Like, oh, mine was pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first attempt was breakfast. I made pancakes and eggs and something else. Uh, the pancakes were um, medium on the inside. They were not well done. And uh, I, I just remember that was the first time my mom cut me loose in the kitchen by myself. Yeah. 
So, David, so culinary school, what's, what's the most challenging part about that? And was there something with culinary school that you didn't anticipate being hard and it ended up being difficult? Um, so I come from, you know, in, in Portugal, things are a little different in here, obviously, for a lot of reasons. One is resources. So, you know, I did five years and it was split in two schools. The first school, three years I was there, I mean, there was not a lot of resources. They, all these schools are part of just one organization. But, you know, we always work with the same fish or almost all the time. We always work the same piece of meat because there was not a lot of money. One of the things I, I didn't expect, it was to be, it's a little, at least for me, it was the first three years, a little more monotonous than I thought because you only work with the same ingredients over and over again. And it's interesting to see a lot of people go to culinary school because they think it's a cute kind of world. Like, oh, I love to cook. One thing is love to cook. The other thing is being in the kitchen. And nowadays, you don't have to be in the kitchen. You can do several things. So that for me was a little weird because I felt that I was there, but I wasn't so sure if I was 100% passionate. And also people around me were 100% passionate about what they were doing. My last two years in the, in the other school, that was different. That was a more, let's say, more serious thing. Does it make sense? It was more focus and that you really had to work really hard the exams the practical exams were very very difficult but i also think one of the important things at least in my school was at the end of each year you have an internship and the last year it's six months and my last internship i was in brussels actually for six months and that was good for me go leaving the country it's really good uh because there's just such such routines that you do in portugal that i don't think they're very healthy so sometimes it's good just to go away from the country and you know sometimes if people have a bad experience with an internship they don't even come back because they think that's the world what culinary is. But in the school per se, there was not a lot of things that I felt like, oh, this is really hard because we, we just didn't have this culinary. We had everything. We had mathematics. We had, you know, psychology. We actually had everything. So we, that's why it's a five-year program. It's a big program. So yeah. it wasn't just that straight focus just on foods. We only had culinary, like cooking on Fridays and pastries on Thursdays. So the other things was just like regular stuff. So, but yeah. nothing like too, too difficult that I remember. So you, you just talked about um, how, you know, people have this perception, you know, they don't they don't make it through because they have a perception that what you go through there is kind of what you'll experience out in the culinary world. So on the reverse, what did you experience, you know, once you kind of got out there um, you know, after, you know, post-grad um, that you wish you would have learned that they wish you wish they would focus on a little bit more in school? Well, we're very narrow focus. So we think Portugal has the best food in the world, which, you know, we have great <laughs> food, but. Yeah. I wish we had a little bit, you know, Korean food, doesn't matter, you know, Asian food, something like More diversity. That. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. didn't. Everything was just very French based because, you know, French techniques are the base of a lot of cooking and a lot of Portuguese food. That's about it. It's but also I think it's also comes with the trends or where things go like in Portugal 10 years ago, you know, capital the Lisbon in Lisbon, for instance, you probably wouldn't find a Korean restaurant. Nowadays, you probably do. Does it make sense? So we are yeah. very, and especially if you go away from, from the big cities, which is like just two or three in Portugal for American size comparison, then, you know, you're not going to find an Asian restaurant at a yeah. uh, hundred thousand uh, town. I feel, uh, I feel like that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of, um, like you said, Korean food is kind of on trend uh, over, you know, over the past decade. I, I don't, I don't, I think the U.S. was kind of the same way. Uh, you would, you would have been hard pressed to find some Korean barbecue especially, you know, in a place like Atlanta, you know, or, you know, where we are, um, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it wasn't a big thing. Now there's 
<laughs> Korean fusion. You can find Korean, Malaysian, Persian, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's isolated to uh, to Portugal. But you probably had like your Greek little restaurants, right? You yes, stuff- we did. Yeah, that's yeah. Because, because there's yeah. a lot of immigration, right? In Portugal, yeah. was the immigration. There was not a lot of immigration. So yeah. uh, so we don't, the immigration was like a big immigration was from the former colonies in the 80s. And then okay. it was Brazil in the beginning of 2000s and then was like Eastern Europe later. But yeah. it's not exactly those people were opening restaurants. Does it make sense? Yeah. Everything was just very Portuguese, Portuguese. And I wish we knew more stuff in culinary school because when I left, I was like, oh, well, there's a whole world out there. As much as yeah. sounds obvious, so yeah. All right. I love his answers, man. So we're talking to David Martins. He's the executive chef for the European Union Embassy in Washington, D.C. He's got a podcast called Turning Chickens and Breaking Dishes. And you can catch him on Instagram at Turning Chickens Breaking Dishes. All right. So, David, I had a question. Um, so you're you're in D.C. So you're you, being in D.C., you're uh, in the heart of American politics. So I'm sure you have many different experiences with political figures, um, who are some of the who are some of the names that you had a chance to cook for, and was there added pressure because these were public figures that you were dealing with? Yeah. Uh, so this is, this will be like a quick story. My my dream was always to meet when I was back in Portugal. It was to meet Barack Obama, and I was like, "That's never going to happen, right?" In Portugal, sure. Yeah. I moved to the U.S. and I used to see the car. You know, when you see the car, you know the president is inside. So I was like, "I know he's there, but it's not the same thing." So when President Obama, he left office, he actually moved next to the embassy. So I work at the ambassador's house and he actually, the Obamas moved next to, to the house. So my hopes got a little, you know, hopes up. But, you know, these people, they don't, they say they have the normal lives. They don't. They cannot just start walking around. You have to leave the house, you know, in the, through the garage, in an SUV, and they're not driving. It's a whole thing, whatever. But four years ago, uh, we had a party for them, actually, as a welcome party. And I got the chance to meet them and to cook for them, meet them, talk with them, take a picture. And da, da, da. so that was that was probably the I mean, I've met, you know, Supreme Court judges. I met senators. Da, da, da. I met, you know, I cook for the president of Portugal, but the Obamas and especially the the figure that he is, you know, and in Europe, even a lot of people love him. So, yeah, that was my probably the probably not probably for sure. The the highest name I cooked for. That's pretty big. That's pretty big name. That's yeah. that's yeah. top two. I mean, unless you cook for like. Kennedy or, or Lincoln or something like that. I think yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think that's it. Um, you you got to send us that picture so we can drop it in for you know yeah, at this point in the in the show. Yeah, and I remember yeah. I sent the picture to my mom. I was super proud, right? So I sent yeah. like, I sent copies to Portugal for family members. Copies. Yeah. It's I mean it's the whole staff, you know, like it, there was like six, seven of us with them, with Michelle and, and Brian. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It's your it picture. It's so. there. It's your picture. And I remember yeah. when I asked my mom, that did you get the profile picture? Uh, I asked my mom, did you get the picture? And the first thing my mom says was, it, she says, you're really fat nowadays. You thanks, mom. That's exactly what I want to say. <laughs> Not like, oh, I'm so proud yeah, of you. Yeah. yeah. Fats. Okay. Yeah. Moms. Moms. So, I, Coach, I feel like we left a, one one obvious question, like, on, on the table here. And you probably was going to get to it, too. But, yeah. David, what's your, favorite, what's your favorite dish to cook? And why is it your favorite? I don't have it. I, I have a very boring answer because the David at home, it's a completely div- different David than at my job. Yeah. I'm not one of those chefs that goes home at midnight and starts making homemade raviolis and puts on Instagram. Not me. Yeah. I eat super simple at home. I eat bad food sometimes. A lot of people sometimes ask me, how come I can eat like fast food or something if I'm a chef? And I always tell them it's exactly because I'm a chef. Uh, you know, even talking, even if I'm like, um, 
with four or five different, you know, four or five chefs are just hanging out. The conversation is really boring because it's all about food. Can you imagine like five plumbers getting together and just talk about pipes for an hour and a half? Yeah. That's not interesting for me. So and, then, I, and then you go home and you fix own pipes at your house. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I love food, but I love foods in the concept when, when I know I have to create something. Like, for instance, tomorrow night I have a dinner. Yeah. You know, my mind is set in that dinner, what I'm going to make, how I'm going to present in my mind. But I don't carry that when I come home. So at home, give me the, the best lasagna on earth and, you know, spaghetti balling is I'm super happy. Yeah. At the embassy, it's a different story. At the embassy, I try to elevate and do things like the more bougie, you yeah. know, more, yeah. more, more a little fancy. But I don't have it. You know, I love to make I can tell you that I love to make beef Wellington for my family for Christmas. That's, and, that's a good one. Which a bunch of sides, and I think Bifuans is a good showstopper. I'm not so, I'm not so sure if it's my favorite thing to do, but there's a lot of things I like to cook with, like halibut and pork belly and things like that. But I don't necessarily have one dish that yeah. I would be like, yes, because what I cook there, it's not what I cook at home. So yeah, in your personal in your personal life, do you gravitate towards a particular style of food or a particular type of cuisine more so than than others? I've been more uh, into like we were talking about Korean foods, mm -hmm. Korean Thai foods the last five, last four or five years. I actually I love that food a lot. I still yeah. like French food. I think it's really good because everything with butter and heavy cream makes everything better. Yeah. But but yeah, I've been I've been going towards more um, Asian food and also to be honest, learn a little more about Southern food in the U.S. That's something I didn't know as well when I got here. Which food? Just Southern food. Southern. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's not just something that it's pretty. Oh. Yeah. We just we deep fry everything here, basically. Hey, is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> it's, it's it's very much it's very much like French cuisine. It's it's heavy on the butter, yeah. heavy on heavy on uh, different creams, milks, and yeah, fry everything. And, and no portion control whatsoever. No, oh, no. Portion control. That, no. That, that was the adjustment. The yeah. first time I ate out, like the day after I arrived in DC, I went out to eat and I was like, wow. Yeah. Because even in Portugal, sometimes most of restaurants you can ask for half of the portion. You even pay less. So, you know, oh. we, we call like, can I have half of the salmon with broccoli, whatever. And then instead of paying $6, you pay like four. And here there's not that option. And I remember when I saw the food be. for the first time, <laughs> be like, yeah. And yeah. then I, like, now I understand. It was that and it was the free refills. I didn't know it actually that was free. So, you know, I would ask for a Coke and people asked, do you want that one? I was like, no, I'm not going to pay for other one. So only like after two months, I realized, I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't pay for refills. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because in Portugal, you pay even for water. If you go oh, to wow. any restaurant, if you ask for water, it's not mm. tap; it's from the bottle. So you got to pay for the bottle. So gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I have one, one quick question. Uh, you mentioned um, how you create, you know, how you elevate your dishes and stuff like that, and they got me thinking about plating. Do you have a particular favorite technique that, or or favorite garnish or favorite? You know, like when you're plating in general, is there something that you like to? That you gravitate more towards, I guess is, is my question. I, I try to follow a rule which is textures, and that goes a little tight with Asian food. A lot of people like Asian food sometimes. I don't know why, mm -hmm. because it's one. It's probably the few cuisines in the world that when you eat something, there's always something crunch, softy, spicy. Yeah. You know, and that kind of when you have that in your mouth, it's much much better. If you if people eat just a chocolate mousse, but if you sprinkle I don't know some nuts on top, that's probably more interesting because you have a texture thing. So for me, right. I try more and more towards the years to play with textures. Just make to understand if you have something creamy, you need to have something crunchy. So that's always where my brain goes after I kind of visualize the dish. What can I add to have that little crunch bits, you know, soft bits, just to play a little bit with textures. But textures, absolutely. Awesome. That's good. That's
That's why people like peanut butter jelly jelly sandwich, right? Because some people like crunchy peanut right. butter, and that's I, I think that's the idea. I don't know. I don't like yeah. that. I mean, anytime I think I think the biggest uh, once I really kind of I, I have I have no uh, background in it in terms of, of education, but I do kind of just gravitate towards like culinary arts a little bit more. But um, my first adjustment really was like once like like seeing all the different things that come together, you know, on a plate. Like if you order a salmon. Like I said, if you go to a Korean place or any other, you know, bougie restaurant and, you know, they, they, they give you the salmon, but then all this, you know, garnish and, and slaw and all this other kind of stuff piled on top of it. And you got the little drizzle on the side. Understanding that you have to eat all that stuff together to kind of really get, you know, what the chef is trying to get across. Like you said, it's, it's those textures, it's those flavors and the way different things bloom on, you know, on your palate and, and, and stuff like that. So that was my biggest adjustment because when I started going to those, you know, higher end restaurants, I'm like, just, just give me the meat. Like, what is, what is all this on my plate? You know what I mean? So <laughs> Did you go to the kitchen normally like, Hey, come here. Where's the rest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, this is what you expect me. To, but no, it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, you appreciate it more. Um, like I said, with those textures and stuff like that being being put together, kind of yep. more you understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so David, um wanted to take a, a you know, a, like a detour into um your podcast, so turning chickens and breaking dishes. So I know that that name has meaning behind it. Can you kind of like explain that to the audience? Yeah, so because it's a food podcast, I had to think about something that was me, which is Portuguese, and try to tie a little bit the name. So actually, turning chickens, breaking dishes are two Portuguese phrases. Turning chickens means someone that has a lot of experience, and breaking dishes means someone that exceeded expectations. So I thought I could have that title and even ask my... So I ask my guests at the end of each podcast, you know, if they've been turning more chickens or breaking more dishes. So that's a good hook, you know, with the name of the podcast. So that's why... Yeah, I, I had some ideas uh, because we have some like food kind of related thing kind of um, phrases, but those two I thought they made more sense. It's it's memorable, you know. When yeah, I, saw the title, I was like, okay, you're not, you're not gonna forget that one, right? Yeah. That's right there. <laughs> so, so continuing with the podcast, what would you say has been like the most rewarding uh, thing about putting your story out like in the public and letting them know your world of cooking and what it means to you? I think for me, it's always, I always like to make fun saying I'm a, a very non-well-paid Portuguese ambassador because I really love my country. And, you know, in the app, even the podcast, I always start asking my guests if they've been to Portugal, or if they know any Portuguese words. And for me, it was always to put the, the name of Portugal out there. It's not exactly people don't know Portugal, but a lot of people still, you know, uh, people always think about Spain first. They probably don't think about Portugal right next to it. And that was something that I'm super proud. And, you know, whoever listens, I'm, I'm sure yeah. some of them at least be like, mm, let me just like search something here, something we talk about. Let me just search that thing. And that for me, I want to believe it's the best thing. And, you know, and I'm super grateful for everyone that so far that accepted to be on. You know, I, I, I think it's very difficult. And you guys probably know this. I think it's very difficult if you have no name try to build something completely, right? One thing is, yeah. you know, someone was telling me like, oh, Michelle Obama has a podcast. Well, she's Michelle Obama. Uh, yeah. If you're no one and build something, that's really difficult in this industry because it's just, it's a lot of competition. It's a lot of people out there. Saturation. But yeah, but that I'm super proud. I'm proud of the people I got, but definitely I really hope every time someone listens, they will be like, hmm, I probably should visit Portugal. So yeah, I will, I will say that uh, three of my three places that I really have to visit. I don't want to say bucket list because it sounds a little 
I don't know, a little morbid, but three places that I really have to visit are in Portugal, uh, Lisbon, Azores, and the third one is skipping me, but definitely, definitely those two. Um, was, it, was it Porto? No. No. Uh, okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's going to be funny. When you remember, Cujo, tell yeah. me, and then I'm going to stick it in <laughs> right. the video. And drop it in. It just listed yeah. out. But yeah, no, def- yeah. definitely Azores. I've heard, like, amazing. It's basically like the Hawaii of Europe is what I'm told. It- yeah, it's it's really. I've never been to the islands, so there we have Azores and Madeira. Yeah, Azores they have like seven islands, I think. And yeah. for people like outdoor stuff, it's the pictures look outstanding. I never been. I have to go, but I never been. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, um, David. So, in the okay. So in the end, do you ever see yourself getting to the point where, I mean, you're a chef, obviously skilled. Do you see it coming to a point where maybe if the podcast is doing very well that you would only do that or will you always in some form be heavily involved with the cooking part yeah i mean i'm very realistic and i mean the podcast is you know has what eight months and not even close to be you know have making a living out of it so no not even no the podcast was it was created especially i know you didn't ask that but you know it was created because of COVID, because i used to, i teach cooking classes and i was teaching 20 25 classes a month and when that stopped i felt a big need to talk with people and the questions, I always ask the same round of questions to the, every guest on the podcast. I used to ask this, my students. I mean, it's, a, it's like workshops, but, you know, we had three, four classes a day and it's 16 people total. And I would just ask these questions. You know, oh, what was your first memory of taste? What was this? What was this? And I starting to, you know, I think the first month with COVID, everything was really weird, probably for everyone, right? Like, I got to yep. stay home. The whole thing was really bizarre. Yeah. Empty streets, whatever. But I was just starting having this need of talking with people. And that's why the podcast was created. It was just because of that. And, you know, I started to ask some local people DC and then I just start for bigger names. Let's put it like that. Uh, so, so no, you know, I, I love my job a lot. I'm also, I also know that I'm super lucky. I think hard, I think luck is a, happens, but you have to also be a hard work sometimes to keep that luck on your yeah. side. And I'm being super lucky in my life. I'm 33 and, you know, I know being in an embassy, it gives you the privilege of not having those 16 hours a day. Um, you know, our industry is not very well paid. People, the other thing that people romanticize about foods, they love to they love to cook, but then they go work as a line cook and you make three dollars an hour, whatever. You make nothing. So, no, I'm always going to be. I think I'm always going to be involved. My dream, dream, dream would be probably in ten years move back to Portugal, uh, but try to work at the embassy as much as you know until the end, basically. And, uh, you know, then just see, maybe teach classes there. But no, I mean, unless the podcast, I'm saying this, if someone calls me tomorrow and be like, hey, we have a million dollars for you, I'll be like, sure, I'm <laughs> done cooking. But no, I like, you know, being at 33 will be very, very cocky from my side to be like, oh, well, you know what? I'm done. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool. I have one more, but um, did you have something, uh, something else? And then, uh, David, we got a little game that we do with our guests at the end here, too. So. Is that a quiz? quiz? Because I'm worried about that one. (laughs) You better edit everything, all my answers. But yeah, go for it. (laughs) No, great. Uh, In 16, you got it. Okay. So the last thing was just, I know that we mentioned, you know, what you do and where you are on social media and the podcast. So is there anything that we, I guess, if we forgot to mention anything, uh, can you let people know where they can find you online as well as any projects that we didn't touch on that you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys said it before, you know, uh, turning chickens and breaking dishes, you can find on any, you know, podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, all of that. The Instagram, turning chickens, breaking dishes. If anybody has like a suggestion or a guest 
or something, you can send an email to info at turningchickensandbreakingdishes.com. And, you know, that's pretty image. I, that's pretty much it. I've been, I started teaching classes again starting yesterday, actually. After 14 months, I'm back teaching, and that's also exciting. And, you know, if people want to see pretty dishes also from the embassy, what I make, sometimes I put, I also post that on, on online. So, yeah. Nice. I just, I just followed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this might seem like it might be, because, you know, Kucho, you know, you're selling yourself, you know, as far as, you know, you're the snack plug guru, you got your YouTube, you and David probably would probably have a great pie one of these days. Yeah, man, look, if, if you love junk food, then I'm, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, talk other foods too, but like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I love, I love junk food, snacks, what's 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 your junk food to go what's the number one thing for you see and i'm and i'm kind of like you i don't really have an answer whenever people ask me that i feel more like it's it's like choosing a favorite child it's it's really hard especially with junk food because i I, i've got salties that i like i've got nut mixes that i like i've got but if i had to gun to my head i'm gonna say something red velvet some type of I, i like baked goods a little bit more okay and i like I like the flavors. Uh, I like red velvet as a flavor, but you know, you got to drop some white chocolate in there. You got to drop some cream cheese, something, you know, something like that. So it'll be a, it'll be a combination red velvet cream cheese topped with white chocolate chips or something like that. I'm gonna go with that. How about you? Um, minus these, uh, you put chips and salsa in front of me. I'm going to wreck the entire bag. <laughs> <You're gonna> just, <laughs> that is, that's like my thing, you know, so, uh, chips and salsa, that's, or chips and queso. Yeah, that's that could be every day. What about you, you, any other kind of salsas like mango salsa, or pineapple salsa? Have you tried any of those? You just stick with like the original. Just the, yeah, just the just the original. That's my wheelhouse right there. Nice and simple. <laughs> and like I said, whole bag yeah. gone, just like that. Can I ask other question or no? Can I yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. you guys see? That's the question I ask. Is there any combination you guys put like two or three ingredients together that people look at you and be like, that's just weird? Or there's something weird you do. Do you want me to? T- I can tell you mine. I can tell yeah, you mine. Go, go ahead. Okay. You, maybe, maybe that I, do, I do two things. People think it's weird. I always microwave my cereal. Okay. That's a little, yeah. that's a little weird. <laughs> now, okay. I'm right there with you because I do my, I microwave my ice cream. I don't like my ice cream to be super solid. I like it to be okay. a little soft. Some people leave it out. I know like another person I was talking to, like, I just leave mine out in the room. I'm like, that takes too long. I want to eat it. So I'm going to put it in the microwave for like, couple seconds and yeah. you know so, yeah so i always put 30 seconds i put milk i put the cereal 30 seconds it's just a weird thing and i also do there's these portuguese brands i cannot very much explain for the u.s audience what it tastes like but actually it's baby food you give for babies like when they're two months old it's like i mean it's like a flour powder thing that you add hot milk or hot uh, water you it's like it rice up. like rice milk almost mm, no now, people sometimes ask me, like, is it like cream of wheat? There's none of that. It's just a weird, you know, it's just a weird thing you, you give for kids for bulking up the kids, basically. I don't need any more bulking up. But during the winter, yeah. for some reason, <laughs> I go to this Portuguese store in Arlington here and I buy those packages. And really, it's like powder. It's like 60% is flour and it's like mm. flavorings, whatever. And you just add hot water and then you eat it. And that's my probably my two weirdest things. But so, okay. but, but I've heard a lot of weird things. I've heard people saying putting popcorn in tomato soup. I've heard uh, coleslaw. Well, no, don't you start. <laughs> don't be like, well, oh, I, maybe. Yes. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I can, I can get it. I can understand the appeal. I don't so know. What's the, I, what's the appeal? 
I mean, so like like we were talking about textures, right? So some people put crackers and you know other stuff. Or, yeah, or but it becomes it becomes soggy. That's the problem. Well, it's like people who put hot sauce on their popcorn. I feel like that, you know, it gets soggy with that too. But you have to eat it before it gets soggy. Mm-hmm. Like I like I like fruity pebbles. A lot of people say it gets soggy too fast. You're okay. eating too slow. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. So you cannot remember anything strange you might do. People like. Mm. I think I think the ice cream in the microwave is the one that that gets people the most. Um, like fries with milkshake. I've heard that a thing. I never tried that. Nah. I mean, some people put their fries on their frosty. Mine is mine was cereal related with David because I drink water when I'm eating cereal. Like I have my cereal with the milk, but I'm I drink water while I'm eating cereal. Ooh, I don't know. I tear my stomach up. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot of stuff messes with my stomach, but when I mix water and milk. Yeah. Okay. See, it's all about the cereal. Like, yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever I'm eating, if it's like it's really sweet, I use that to kind of maybe wash, you know, help wash it down a little bit, you know. But I'm gonna remember something. As soon, as soon as we get off, I'm gonna remember something. Like, oh yeah, that is kind of weird. But <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's how that works. And speaking of how stuff works here, David. So yeah, so what we got here is a little thing we do to get to know our guests a little bit more. It's called Don't At Me. So I'm gonna ask you a few questions, and uh, basically, uh, an example will be like, um, you know, do you like prefer coke or pepsi if it's pepsi you would say pepsi and then you say don't at me like we're online like hey man that's my answer don't at me that's it you know okay. so let's, let's dive in i just have it. to say don't at me after the answer yep. okay yep okay. all right so here's the first one all right so david is it okay for your food to touch yes or no yes don't at me yeah all right Kuda, what about you man you don't have it roped off the section well, it, so it depends what foods, but I, in general, no, I don't. Yeah, don't at me. Doesn't it depends. It depends. Okay. Yeah, so I don't want my. Um, we cannot. Ask, we cannot follow up questions. Sorry. I'm nah, messing, yeah, it's not, I'm it's messing right. up the game now. No, it's all right. Like I don't. No, I don't, you're good. I don't want my. The problem, I don't want, what's the funny part? I don't want. I don't want my collard greens and my bread to touch. So I don't want so the juice. You, I don't want the juice from spinach or bread to get on your corn bread? green to get on. Oh. To get no. <laughs> That's like the best part when you like mixing all of it up and everything. Nah, I don't. I don't want that. Now you know, obviously, yam. You know, sweet, sweet and savory stuff. Yams and 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 you know your macaroni and your, you know that's a big one. I, I that's fine. It's just it's certain ones. So stuff like I don't want my bread getting soggy. So sorry. So you mean to tell me if you if you're at um if you're at uh what's the place with the bread we were just talking about Stony River. So if you're at Stony, Stony River, River, yes, and you order spinach and with as a side to whatever you're going to get and then some of the juice from the spinach spills over onto your deliciously you're going to well, you're going to be happy about that well first off jokes on you because i ain't ordering no spinach at stony river first off <laughs> let's, get that, let's get that out there right now it's gonna be a slab of meat on my plate but um no if i'm eating like if i'm if i'm eating greens like if my mom or my wife has made greens mm-hmm. and I got it on a plate and some of that happens to get on my cornbread, doesn't matter. So I'm going to say you, you you're going back to greens and cornbread. I'm taking it to a different a different mixture of wet bread. Cause you what kind of bread we talking? Oh, you're saying like the like those the pillowy okay, so that's yeah. different. So I guess it depends on the bread. So See, there's, there's a caveat to it. You don't like that like overall, thing on the bottom of the bread you don't like that when it becomes Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall it's okay for it to touch. So yeah. I'll go into the same place. Right. All right. David, here's the next one. All right, so when you go to sleep, which do you prefer? Do you need total quiet or do you need noise in the background? Uh, total quiet. Yeah, don't add me. Yeah. I need white noise. So? Don't add me. 
I uh, use those ask Google to put like thunderstorms. Yeah, like I, I, I put, I go to YouTube. Well, recently, my wife, we've been putting uh, like airplane noise or thunderstorms or something on on YouTube with black screen and, and let that go, or like some of the hertz, you know, the, the frequency yeah, yeah. noises. That, yeah. I mean, last night was raining and I left. Actually, I opened the windows. That was, I mean, that can be relaxing, but normally, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quiet. So M16, it, what about you? It, it, it is total quiet. I need it pitch dark and total quiet. And there's a problem because my wife is the exact opposite. She not only needs noise, she needs the TV on and it has to be at a certain volume. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of I'm like that. Me. I need, I, I, I don't like to be alone with my thoughts. <laughs> it's a bad place to be. Bro. It's a bad place to be. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Hey. All right. All right, David, here's, here's the next one. Waffles or pancakes? Crepes, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> he went on the board. Uh, pancakes, don't at me. Yeah. Pancakes. That's tough. So I'm not so sure about that. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pancake, because a waffle is a very American thing. But you know, you give me like a waffle with fried chicken, I'm all for it. But you say you went to Brussels. I heard that's like a street food over there. The, well, yeah, but but they eat sweets. They just eat with chocolate or with jam. In US, the whole mixture, I just said fried chicken on top or something. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And that's really good for me. Actually, I prefer them than probably the sweet version. So yeah, but, yeah I'll go for bacon. Okay. Cool, cool, Joe. What about man? <sighs> that's tough. That's so tough. That's why I just. It was the I, first thing. It was the first thing you ever made, so you should say pancakes. I, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I'll say pancakes. I'll say pancakes. Don't at me. All right. So um, for me, um, I'm gonna cheat my own game. The answer is both. Even no, when you no, said in front of me, because you, you, <laughs> you didn't let me say crepes. I jumped. I jumped out. Right. I didn't even want to choose. But. All right. <clears throat> so it's pancakes. Um, I definitely uh, would say pancakes and that if I had the shoes. And I like them with either one of them with fruit on top of them. So you give me some blueberry pancakes, mm -hmm. I will rock those. Sounds good to me. All right. So here's the next one. So, David, what type of movie do you prefer? A comedy or an action movie? Um, comedy. Don't add me, but I have to put a but here. I barely watch any movies because I have a, like an attention span of a five-year-old. I get <laughs> bored very quickly. I watch I watched Mortal Kombat the other day, two days ago. Yeah. Have you watched that one? Not yet. Don't, I, yeah, don't, don't watch. I, I'm mad at myself for not watching it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm hearing mixed reviews. I, I hate being online. It's, and... it's, it's not good. I'm just telling oh, you right now. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, probably a comedy. Probably. Probably. Gotcha. I, I'll say I'll say comedy as well. Don't at me. Uh, so for me, it's it's action. I'd rather see a bunch of stuff blow up in a convoluted plot than some people kind of you know giving half-hearted comedy attempts. Though I do love comedies, but for me, it's an action movie. Give me some explosions, the biggest tub of popcorn you can give me, and an entire trough of Dr Pepper, and I am good to go. So, but. I, I, Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, to an extent, comedy, uh, action movies have quite a bit of comedy in them. They have to it. nowadays, right? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Even if but you the, go back to the Terminator days and stuff like the one-liners and all that, like there's there's an element of comedy to those. But anyway, go, go ahead. Fair enough. 
No, the, my my question was like, but is there any good comedy? That's like my 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 problem. I think comedy is a very personal thing, of course. But yeah, it's it becomes like it goes from comedy to super goofy very quickly. And some people yeah. like goofy. I guess I just don't care for it. I like comedy, but like trying to find a good. It's same thing with horror. I hear I don't watch horror movies, but yeah. horror, like horror. But to find a good horror movie, they always struggle. There's yeah. a lot of bad horror movies out there, but not necessarily very good horror movies. Yeah. Is, what was the last comedy that you were like, yes? I mean, the first one that comes to mind is I think it's universally loved. It's kind of hang, it's Hangover. Uh huh. Yeah. I think I think I that love was. That movie. I think that that was the first comedy that I saw that was like, if we're going by like what Rotten Tomato scores, that was like the first comedy that I saw that was like in the 90s or, you know, that was just un- critically acclaimed like across the board. There wasn't, yeah. um, you know, usually you get comedies, it's like, you know, if you look at, you know, other critic scores, it's like C's and D's and, you know, you see a lot of that kind of stuff. Because like I said, comedy is, is very subjective and it's, it's hard to... It also sometimes it, doesn't it, age well either. But it's hard. It, well, yeah, because comedy, what... It's funny changes over time, exactly. but but um, it's hard to the the thing about critiquing comedy is that comedy is not meant to critique. It's meant to be abstract. So by trying to put it in a box and say you have to hit these points, that is that's true. opposite of what comedy is. You know what I mean? So did you like Superbad? Did you watch a movie? I did. I like Superbad a lot. That was fun. Yeah, I like Superbad. yeah, it was good for it. They could never make it now. It'd be a whole thing if they tried to make that movie now based on the way things well, are. That's true. Super, super bad. They couldn't like it'd be just like if uh, they tried to make um, Tropic Thunder. Now oh. it would just be it just be a forest fire. If they oh. tried to do that now. Oh, I, I think we can up? hear you, but I think you froze up. But I think we can hear you. Okay. Am I bad? Put a logo yeah. over my face at that point. Okay. <laughs> what happened? It was a freeze up moment. Good old Zoom. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We all froze. Okay. okay all right, and I just put a you know, it's all good. All right, so. Dave, we've got the last one here for you. Yep. Um, do you like breakfast for dinner? Yes or no? No. Don't add me. It's a, it's a big yes for me. I Yeah, don't add me. I love it. Okay. For me, it's breakfast for dinner. It's, it's no. I'm not even really a breakfast person. Like, once I get to a certain point in the day, we could just kind of just get right to breakfast, and I can go right to eating lunch at 9.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning, you know? I was, I was force-fed breakfast as a kid, so I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm good on that. Yeah. But the good thing the good thing about breakfast is you can kind of, you can incorporate a lot of other stuff that you would see as, well, I mean, you're not going to eat like a sandwich or a, you know, sub sandwich or nothing like that for breakfast, but yeah. um, that's, what know, I like about, that's what I like about breakfast. Like, you can, you can do a lot with it. And then it incorporates pancakes and waffles and crepes and fruits and all that other stuff I like, so. Yeah, I come from a country where eggs and bacon and stuff, it's not a thing for breakfast. I mean, things nowadays are changing slightly because of the branches of this world. But in Portugal, basically, it's like pastries or toast and coffee, and that's it. So I cannot do, you know, biscuits and gravy. I love it. I'm not eating that at 8 a.m., that's for sure. I can have have it for lunch. I'm not eating that at 8 a.m. Yeah. And I've never been big on eggs and and bacon and stuff like that anyway it's really more the pastries the pastry side of it oh yeah um, the pastries yeah portugal especially portugal has a lot yeah. of those like stuff with cream and all of that death oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely okay so speaking of pastry i'm gonna just ask this real quick so i'm from i'm from new orleans so how do you feel about beignets where does that rank on your list of pastries so i never i never been to new orleans so i would like to go there to actually try the real deal I've tried some. They're pretty good. 
I mean, again, they're fried. <laughs> and, yeah. But, uh, but no, it's pretty good. It's, it's a little different to where we have, but it's pretty good. I, I like it a lot, actually. Okay. No problem with being used. Now, this, this is a question I, I need to ask, and this is going to be a little bit of an inside joke for, for our listeners. So how do you feel about Uncrustables? Uncrustables? Have you ever had the Uncrustables, the Smuckers Uncrustables? It's like a it's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you buy in the frozen section. It's in a box. They don't have crust. Okay. No, you okay. lost me there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You lost me there. No, no, don't, cannot. No. Don't don't feel bad. You're not you're not missing anything. He still goes to grocery store. That was just I, I just wanted to know if he was familiar with with what Uncrustables were. But no, it's it's. I, love, I can't yeah. help you on that one. I'm sorry. But do you like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? No. No. Okay. No. It's not a thing, no. <laughs> no, that's I, I'll leave that for the Americans. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely more than yeah. More than all, all good. So we definitely had a good time playing "Don't At Me" with David Martin's on the aftermath right there. All right, so uh, David, just to reiterate uh, again for you, you got your podcast, "Turning Chickens and Breaking Dishes," and when does that drop? That comes out every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, and every you can find Wednesday, that on all episode. your podcast providers. Yep. All yep. right. And then follow him on IG, Turning Chickens, Breaking Dishes, all right? We'll put all that information up on the screen and in the description so you can definitely give him a follow and check him out. So, um, David, I just want to say it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, man, it was it was great. And, you know, with all the knowledge that you have about food and everything like that, it feels like um, we should have you back on again and talk further and you know, share some more stories. It will be a pleasure. And just, just to mess up your, your time, just very quickly, if I just arrived to the U.S., if I ask you who is McAllister and Breeze, who are those two? Because I see it in the back of your... <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 no, they're nobody. They don't, they're not important. Is that, is that football? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. America. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, still, I still can't. It's okay. It's okay. I'm <laughs> yeah, a basketball it... lover, but not a football lover. It's okay. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say when you finally visit New Orleans, you should know who Drew Brees is. He's the greatest quarterback we ever had. So you probably see a few of his jerseys walking around there. So, and who's the McAllister one? Uh, he's the best running back that we ever had as well. So these are two of the best players in uh, the history of the team, right okay. there. So, okay, got you. Have it now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. But again, man, it was just a pleasure speaking to you, and. Yeah, we, we look forward to uh, further conversations in the future, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it for the invite. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah, it. Um, excellent guest. Um, just great with his answers. Check out yep. the podcast, Turning Chickens and Breaking Dishes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check them out. All the information. And it's, it's, it's crazy. A lot. This, this pandemic has brought out, you know, has pushed people to do, you know, a lot of different things than, than what they would have normally done, uh, myself included. I... I mean, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I don't know that I would have ever done, um, you know, my launch my YouTube and Snack Club and all that kind of stuff. Um, now that I've done it, I wish I would have done it a whole lot earlier. Maybe I'd be a little bit further along, but, you know. The, the timing was now. This is, you yeah. know, it, it's the same thing with us where we went on a break from doing the show and it was like the perfect storm of timing to, to bring everything back. So it's happening yeah. at the time that it's supposed to. So please mention that too, Kuja, while we're at it, yep. where they can find more of your views on food and the such. They can find you at? Oh, at uh, Kujo on YouTube. K-H-U-J-E-A-U-X on YouTube. Um, Instagram, the same. Twitter, the same. Don't find me on Facebook. But Facebook, the same. I'm joking. It's fine. 
and Kucho mentioned it, you can follow the show on Instagram at It's The Radio Show. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for The Radio Show, just like it's just like that, The Radio Show on Facebook. And um, yeah, man, just we're all on all the podcast providers. We're on YouTube, just search for us. And uh, we appreciate the support. We just had one of our biggest weeks of downloads this past week. I'm talking about like, we got support. So we definitely appreciate it for sure. Thank you guys. Thank so, you so much. Yes. Buy our albums when we come out with albums. We don't we don't have albums right now. We don't we don't have we don't. But when we do, like Kujo said. Yeah. Hey, when when they drop, you you're gonna wanna wait, I said buy stream, I guess. Nobody's yeah. buying albums anymore. You know. Add us like <clears throat> add us to your albums or whatnot. All right. So yeah, this is cool. Who's another one in the books, man? Yeah, man. Uh, great stuff from David Martin. Make sure and check him out. Great guy, man. Great podcast. So we're just gonna say appreciate y'all for listening. I tell you, now, toast, but again, saying what's all good. It's the radio show. Yes, sir. The aftermath. We appreciate y'all. We're gonna do something to the camera, wave or something like that, and we'll catch y'all later. Appreciate it. Follow at it's the radio show. Follow your snack plug on Instagram and check out David Martin's as well. Turning chickens and breaking dishes. We out. Mm-hmm.